0: Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer Podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks, and hacks for a way to live better.
1: Well, today's a first on the One Year No Beer Podcast. We have a movie star. We have someone who I predict will win an Oscar very soon. Tommy Villas right? I like that Tommy Velez. It's like Andy Romage. Tommy Villez, superstar that he is. Great guy. He's got a brilliant story. He's totally into this one, you know, Beer Adventure. Totally gets it. I and mean, during this podcast, we're going to discuss his career, how he moved into modelling, into acting, how he's just, a, well, he has appeared in in various movies and how much he owes to going alcohol free, how much it's regenerated not only his life but his career, his appearance, all down to this one change and that is taking a break from the booze. I'm sure you're really going to enjoy today's podcast and I'm recording this the day before the England semi-final in the World Cup. It's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. So I'm hoping by the end of this podcast, by the time this goes live, we will be In the final of the World Cup. I'm putting it out there right now. On the airwaves. Just in case the magic happens. And the legends that they are get their chance to play in the World Cup final. How cool would that be? Anyway, enough of that. Carry on. Hopefully you'll enjoy today's podcast with the legend that is Tommy Villette. Tommy, I'm just trying to think. Actually, we were due to meet up. The last time we were due to meet up, ironically, was the day after the Oscars. I said to my wife Tara, I said, I know what's happened. Tommy's got the call-up. He's made it. He's got himself <laughs> one of those cheeky Oscars and he's not been to cut, turn he's up. He's forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. I was scanning the, the red carpet going, where is he? He's got to be where on the show. i
0: Yeah, no, one day, mate. One day, well, definitely.
1: Just on that note, let's just start right there. Give us a bit of background. I think you're the first ever actor we've ever had yes. on the, uh, on oh, the wow. podcast yes 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 um to so give us a bit of that background i'm just interested to know
0: yeah yeah no for sure i mean i'm not, I'm not trained uh i'm self-taught so everything that i've kind of done i like myself and whatnot i've read a lot of acting books and stuff um i did a little bit of college when i was about 17 realized that it wasn't for me wanted to get a you know a real job so to speak peer pressure and was like right I'm just gonna get out into it and I did about 11 years of working just in random jobs I'd worked as like a a builder boat builder uh I worked as a ice steward um I did a bit of teaching as a as an ICT support tutor so I used to teach from like 19 year olds no sorry 13 year olds up to 90 year olds um basically people who weren't in school but wanted to pay for like courses just for assistance in like literacy numeracy like Bog standard level stuff, but obviously, where the government weren't supporting them or they were trying to charge them. So, we'd run like free courses. I mean, I worked in Next, I worked in Jones Bootmakers, um tons of different things. And and my dad kept saying to me, Oh, you you know, you can't hold down a job, you know. And he was like, Well, no, because I hate them, because I can't. I don't, <laughs> don't like, <laughs> I don't like those, any of enough. them because, yeah, because I just don't like. I mean, I, really, I was running away from the fact that I wanted to be an actor. So, right eventually I just thought right you know what I'm 24 now at that time I need to just like you know just get on with it and just go for it and see what happens because you only read the things you don't do right so so yeah moved to London about three years ago and then from that point kind of just built myself up and 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 was staying on my mate's sofa couldn't afford a tin of baked beans when I first arrived And uh, yeah, just knocked on doors and said, "Look, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm trying to, you know, make it in. To basically doing anything again that I could in order to fund it. So I was working in. I started in Harrods, did a bit of Selfridges, um, you know, like sort of spray counter stuff. Yeah, that was my first job. Walked arrived on the Tuesday, and then went in for the interview on the Wednesday. Got the job on the Thursday, and then just worked thirty days straight with two hundred pound in my back pocket, and then just like literally just just been working non-stop and then eventually obviously applied for modeling agencies and acting. I haven't even got an acting agent at the moment, but is that um, right? You just, yeah, because I, I uh,
1: even on your, your website and, and some of the stuff that you've been involved in quite a few movies per se.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean the feet, I've got some features out and um, they're available video on demand and, um, one's darker shades of Elise. One was uh, a couple of horrors, uh, one was all very um, controversial stuff, really. Yeah. So, but they're all feature-length films, so they're all like the real deal, and they're just out. Uh, yeah, a HM, couple in Tesco, ASDA. Really? So they're out. They're out on the on the shelves. Yeah. So they're, they're on the charts. So. They've essentially set me up for, for Spotlight, which is essentially the membership you would need in order to be recognized as a, as a professional actor in the UK. I
1: see. Yeah, because I guess there's, I always thought there was that, that almost a governing body, isn't there, that you have to get your, your sort of license or something.
0: That's right. It's, it's one of those Catch-22 where you kind of, if you do training, you know, your four-year degree and whatnot, you know, it's not for everyone, but they're kind of manufacturing you in a certain way and you know, everyone's got their own views on on the education system. But I find that with the four four years, once you've done it, you can fast track like you you get spotlight basically. Yeah. You leave you leave, you know, uh, drama school and they're like, there's their spotlight, you know, now just go get an agent. So they'll they just kind of leave you, you know, you know, off you go kind of thing. But if you don't go through for formal education and you just kind of, kind of wing it in a way like I did, and just kind of work your way that way. Then you have to acquire credits, but in order to acquire credits, you need an agent, predominantly. But you can't get an agent unless you've got Spotlight. So it's yeah. kind of like Catch Twenty Two in that scenario. So, but like bar experience, you know, where they kind of say, "Oh, you know, we're looking for a barman, but has to have bar experience." But where are you going to get bar experience other than on the bar? Yeah, Do you know what totally I mean? Is- so,
1: it's always the catch-22 but I guess the fact that you're working and you're involved and you've got these you know feature length movies out already is a massive step in the right direction considering you've done it against I guess all the odds in many ways without the formal background without the agent it's got to be a good sign
0: yeah well this is it yeah I mean I'm in in the room now I mean I've I've got spotlight granted it um they recognized all all the credits so my next step now is really kind of applying for the agents and then Once I've locked an agent in, then start going for auditions specifically for acting jobs. You know, I do I do acting jobs for commercials, but they don't they're not they're not really acting jobs. You know, you don't have to learn a script or anything. And if you do, it's only ever like you know four lines. You just turn up and look good. Well, this is it. Yeah, you just turn up and smile. (laughs) It's like hello. (laughs) Hopefully,
1: (laughs) it sells. And then just leveraging sort of from that into the world of like running no beer and whatnot. How did that? come about you know as part of that that process or or taking a break from alcohol
0: honestly andy like it changed my life mate i'm not gonna lie like it's standalone one of the best decisions i've ever made personally like and and it was off the back of your podcast genuinely off the back of your podcast yeah i was listening to you and a another gentleman called andy Oh no, Tony. Sorry, Tony. Right. You were having a chat with him about one year no beer and I don't even know how I come across your podcast, but I was on I think it was iTunes or whatnot on podcasts and I was searching about and and I'd been thinking about this subconsciously for a long time about yeah. giving up alcohol because I could never process it. I mean I would go I would go out with my mates on a Saturday night or whatever on a twenty you know, it was, Twenty-one-year-old me, or whatever, or from the age of about eighteen till I was about twenty-two, I'd go out quite a lot, and I'd go out with my mates, and and I could just before we would even go out, I'd start getting that anxiety because I'd be thinking, I know what's coming, yeah. like I know what's coming, you know, I've got that experience when we're out anyway, and we're all drunk, and no, no one knows what's going on really, and then you've got that boom, like you you wake up the following day, and you're like. I don't understand, I feel guilt, I feel I feel torment, I feel like I'm I'm going around in circles in my mind, I can't even eat properly because my body's just rejecting it and I can't drink water, it makes me feel sick, I, I'm just like ah, it's just that horrible, horrible experience. So But I kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it for years and I used to think to myself, why am I doing this, I don't understand why I'm doing this. And then one day I was sat down and I was kind of thinking of reevaluating my life and I thought, this wasn't the initial quit. This was just the build-up to it. And I was thinking, financially, how much money have I actually spent on alcohol? And I was just miffed. I thought, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds. And I thought, if I had that money in my bank right now, I could literally put that down as a deposit on a house. Or I could invest it into a company. Or I could spend it on things that are just actually going like, to benefit other people. Like when i was adding that up i thought mathematically it just does not make sense it doesn't add up like
1: yeah and then people don't almost pause to do those maths and actually i think what happens for a lot mm-hmm. of people when they do start to do those maths there is a bit of a twinge of regret it's like oh no <laughs> what, what what have i been mm-hmm. doing for the last x amount of years because it's just it is wasteful you know yourself like we've both been there been there seen it done it got the t-shirt when it comes to like alcohol. i've been to every nightclub every bar you know done all the silly things that you can do whilst under the influence of a few beers and then it's just more of the same week after week mm-hmm. after week when all this good stuff is lying there in wait, isn't it all the, like the good opportunity and something else you said as well was really interesting that this is the like almost a prequel to the actual change and i think that's really important a lot of people i think have these like it's momentum builds up over numerous years i think when you look back isn't it to you actually make the mm-hmm. like the big change
0: that's right. I kind of already decided before I decided if that yeah. makes sense. Like yeah. it was kind of a pre- preempting myself like okay this is the natural progression route right. like meeting people who didn't drink and I would just be fascinated by them. I'd be like wow you don't you don't you don't drink? Like that's really what do you mean like how do you have fun like those were the the thought processes like how do you have fun you know because you you grow up in the society where you're sort of taught oh you know if you you work nine to five or whatever and then fridays and saturdays that's your time and you can drink then you know you can (laughs) go out and drink and and It's okay, you know, you're not allowed to drink during the no drinking at work during the week, but you know, you can drink now, so it's just all very, I don't know, crazy. And, so,
1: funny enough, in my environment, you can drink during the week as well, you can drink during the day, it doesn't, right. it doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't have to wait at the weekend, you can go and do it lunchtime. Oh, time. I see, I
0: see, of course, football, football, isn't it? Football well, community, no, I
1: mean, this is in the broken, in the broken, oh, I see, where it's it's you know, it's part of actually, it's got so much better in the last 10 years, but. Rewind 10 years ago, every single broker would have been out at lunch somewhere having a couple of pints, whether they were with clients or not. So it wasn't even a case that you had to wait to the weekend. And just like you, I would meet very rarely, I would meet someone who didn't drink, and it would blow my mind. I just couldn't, I honestly couldn't get my head around it. I'd be like, How can you possibly? And, And I remember actually one particular person. Who was having a great time, was laughing, was fully engaged with all the conversation. And I remember actually looking at them thinking, how are they doing that? I don't understand. How are they possibly like laughing and being involved when they're not drinking alcohol? And it's one of those sort of fleeting moments that like passed and I brushed it off. But it's only now I reflect yeah. on that. And I couldn't compute it in my head, if you know I me. Mean
0: yeah yeah no i totally understand that I, I feel that thought process i know what you mean that kind of you know they're, they're the heart and soul of the party like you say yeah. like they're just completely like alert lad and honestly one of the best decisions i've ever made genuinely
1: really um, yeah I, I see i'm getting such a buzz from you know even see your your own journey and, and what you're doing on instagram and stuff which is brilliant and we'll mention all the instagram and whatnot um to people yeah, don't worry yeah. i love all the stuff you're doing that but um how um, many days are you now i can't remember
0: I think I quit properly October time, something like that. October last year.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because it's definitely been since since last year it was rolling. Yeah, I mean that's fab. And then what what are the sort of benefits that you've I guess you've noticed and
0: Oh wow, I mean, and my energy levels are just through the roof. I mean, I've never felt more consistent. I think it's probably yeah, that's the term. A great word. I, I feel consistent because I feel like I feel like I've I've found my level. I don't suffer experience mood swings. Which, which is something that I feel like I, I had purely because it would impact my psychological state, I think over a period of time, because it's like it's almost like your body knows that there's alcohol coming. I don't know, just acts weird. The human body acts weird. Very weird. I have no mood swings. I feel consistent. So every day I wake up, I feel energized. I don't feel like tired as such. Like even when I do feel tired, you know, like you wake, first wake up some days, you're like, oh, you know, go out of bed, and then you know, you jump out of bed, but then you feel like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm okay now. You know, you don't feel like drained all the time, which I feel like I experienced before. amidst, you know, obviously you can be doing a job you don't enjoy, and you can be, you know, poor dietary. But I feel like that's the key the key thing and time. Well, I've gained so much time before you'd be making plans or, you know, sometimes don't want to come across anti-social, but you know, a lot of my friends do drink, you know, and a lot of my friends who, a lot of my closest friends, I don't really see anymore. I mean, one of my best friends lives in, Gl- uh, in Lossiemouth lossy mouth in, in Scotland. My other best friend lives in Plymouth, which is where I'm from with my, you know, near my friends and family. So I don't really see them, socially I've just saved so much time because a lot of the time they, you know, the people who I do know in London or whatever, who do want to go out and stuff, they can kind of say, Oh, you know, going out and I kind of just dodge that bullet every week, you know, yeah. cause I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, I'll just, uh, I think I'll stay in and actually be productive on Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, you know, when you guys are kind of laying in bed feeling sorry for yourself on Sunday, I might just be out having a jog or, yeah. you know, just enjoying my life. It just like, just, not feeling bad i guess <laughs>
1: exactly. do you know what and it's so true isn't it? it's almost like a restructuring of your social life a little bit like moving it away from the obvious which is just a stereotypical way to socialize is to go out on an evening and drink a load of beers which i think is a terrible trade because it's like you're trading friday nights for your weekend it's like what is that yeah. it's the worst trade in history whereas i think for a lot of people myself included i do less of that now because i just find it less enjoyable simple as that yeah. so why would i do it if i don't find it enjoyable but what i love is being fresh to jump up and go out and meet people and do stuff on a saturday whether it's with the kids or with your mates whether it's going for running or biking or whatever it is it doesn't have to even be physical activity it's having that energy isn't it and that vitality to go do you know what i'm going to get on do stuff rather than oh my god i can't face the world because I went out again with the same people again and had the same conversations again. It's just like, I can't think. And like, there is that, you know, the boring association sometimes with not drinking, but I can't think of anything personally more boring. More boring
0: than than drinking. Going out and getting
1: absolutely carted again and then ruining the weekend.
0: That's the most boring thing on the planet. It's so true. There are a number of people out there that don't understand it because they've never tried it. I genuinely think that. And I, I think if people, if there were more people joining the, you know, I don't want to, it's not like it's a cult, but like, you know, stopping this whole aspect of just drinking, just drinking, like people just went teetotal just for a while just to try it, I think they would really reap the benefits. But, you know we are pack animals as human beings, really, yeah. aren't we? So, you know, fortunately, I listen to your podcast, so yeah. I I kind of joined your pack. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, and that's, but like, that's sort
1: of what we're trying to do is create this almost a different tribe where people can go. Do you know what? There's a load of people there who look a bit like me, getting these massive results. I'm going to go and try it because, uh, like, originally when we when we first decided to take a break, like that was four and a half years ago for me. Now, um there was nothing. You know, I looked around and there was no role models I could find. I couldn't really, even searching around on the internet, there just wasn't, no one speaks about it. They still don't speak about it very much. I mean, obviously, that's why we ended up creating the One You Know Beer movement to try and like find people like yourself who are inspirational characters, you know, like who are in an industry that I guess, again, a bit like broken, a bit like sport and whatnot that can be associated Mm -hmm. with alcohol. And here you are telling this this fabulous story of how you got your energy back and your mojo back. And something I wanted to talk to you about, because I guess this is important, to a man yeah. that's in an industry, you know, how have you found, like, the van- – let's call it the vanity aspect in terms of, like, your body or your skin, any of that sort of stuff? Has mm-hmm. there been benefits along those lines? I guess that's important for you, right, being a,
0: yeah, like, yeah. a model
1: as, as you are.
0: Physically, I've, I've lost weight. I've lost weight. I've lost tons of weight. I mean, you would just naturally – comfortable in a relationship <laughs> you put on your weight anyway it's just easier to lose it it's just so much easier to lose it and it naturally just loses i mean yeah. my skin's improved my uh, my modeling coach jeff cox who runs a company called top model uk is one of my main starters for my career because i competed in in his competition and uh, went on and became really great friends with him and every time i see him now um because i still get involved with the events and that um, he says to me, you look younger and younger every time I see you. And it's like to hear somebody say that, yeah. it's like, wow, like what, what a benefit. It's kind of the adoption of discipline as well, though, isn't it? Because in a way, it's the way I always think of it is if you can be disciplined enough to quit one thing, you can pretty much master your life in any area because it's kind of like this flow effect. At the center of it all, it was alcohol for me because once I'd quit alcohol – I mean, I used to smoke, but that was before I moved to London and before I wanted to actually, you know, double down on my modeling and my acting because I thought, well, that doesn't really fit in with who I want to be. Yeah. And obviously with that, I, so I quit smoking and then I thought, well, okay, I quit smoking. And then I thought, well, what else in my area of my life do I not like? You know, what what do I not want anymore? But alcohol was always the big one because the only time I ever really smoked was when I was drinking. Yeah. So it was always really alcohol. So once I'd quit that, I thought, well, if I can quit that, I can quit anything, really. Um, not that I'd had that many vices. I mean, to be honest, that's, that's, that was my main two, to be honest, was smoking and drinking. So.
1: And that is such a great point because that's exactly the same for me. It was the alcohol was the one that unlocked all the other good things. It unlocked my diet, mm. unlocked my exercise routines, unlocked my meditation, unlocked study unlocked fun i mean it was the one it is the one thing isn't it and and you're right something else that you said that was really interesting about it being uh, i think it creates that discipline that you know if you can actually take on the big thing because for most people like if you look to all your different as you say vices or habits alcohol is probably the biggest one or it feels like the biggest challenge so if you can take out the biggest person first or the biggest challenge first then everything else feels really achievable i think that's so important yeah
0: this is this is it. I mean, like you say, you you mentioned study. You know, I've never read so more books in all my life. Like, it carries so much sentiment with this quitting alcohol because it's it's such a self development process as well, and it's it's exciting time because who doesn't want to be a better person, really deep down? So that kind of brought me into books and brought me into reading as well. And I've always been kind of like, well, you know, how can I make um, myself better? How can I? Because obviously if you're focusing on improving yourself and you're bringing value to other people and you know you can't give from an empty well as they say so
1: yeah, it's just it. kind of and just to pick up on that because i'm total book worm what's yeah. your favorite book or a book that you've recommended most to other people
0: if i was looking at it from a financial playbook it would be rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki yeah nice that, book. that 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 book yeah changed my life that that, that was kind of changed my relationship with money yeah um, and the way i looked at money i'm kind of on a financial playbook thing at the moment um but there's another one i'm reading at the moment which is emotional intelligence yeah uh version yeah. two i forget the name of the author now It's it, but it Goldsmith? comes yeah, i think it right is gold yeah yeah and that that's another fantastic one because that's kind of being aware that because ever obviously everyone's got an iq but nobody really talks about their eq which yeah. is kind of so i'm kind of reading that at the moment which is quite cool and it comes with a free uh, emotional quota test as well which is quite nice so you can kind of grade where you are yeah. um a and then you can for you actually
1: if you're looking at all the financial thing i don't know if you've read this book it's called the millionaire mindset
0: ah okay i'll it's check only, that one
1: out it, it's it's a bit of a seminal book in that sort of genre and it's all about the psych- psychology of of money and how we have like a, a, a blueprint around money. And it's about going in there and trying to sort of fix that. So it's really like in the self-development style of things rather than investing in these stocks or not in these stocks. It's like your whole approach to money. You'll really enjoy it. It's called the millionaire oh, mindset. Yeah.
0: Millionaire mindset. I'll check that one out. Thank you. Anthony.
1: So in general, I mean, like your story is so similar to my story and many of the other stories that, that we hear is that like you change this one habit and all this good stuff starts mm-hmm. to happen and i'm just buzzing for you so what's sort of next for you what's on the horizon now
0: my next for me is uh i'm going to lock in an agent i'm going to meet up with an agent i'm going to focus on finding an agent that's that can kind of sees the same for me as what i see for myself in terms of you know I obviously you mentioned oscars but that you know that has always been a, a childhood dream of mine yeah. so i'm definitely gonna gonna go for it because i just think if you're gonna go all you know, if you're going to go all in on something, you've got to go. all. You know, what I mean, there's nothing yeah. stopping you. So, so I'm going to basically double down on that and find, find an agent, a good agent with American connections, hopefully. Um, cause I went to America and New York in 2014. Um, I went out there to, uh, meet with some casting directors and agents and that and competed at this competition. Um, I was the only one that got shortlisted from the UK. So I was essentially representing the UK out there. I was out there with my agent at the time. I'm no longer with them. They put me forward for so much, and the atmosphere and the response that I got from America was just fantastic. I mean, they love the Brits in general, and when you're in the, you know, the industry of, you know, they love British actors. They want English actors all the time. They're just like, oh wow, you're English, you know. Come on in, you know. It doesn't even matter if you know the lines half the time. He's just, he's <laughs> <it's> got to find <laughs> you there. So turn
1: up with a nice British accent, yeah,
0: and you're in. They just assume you hang around with Hugh Grant and yeah, you know the you Queen. Like, you know, you have tea tea with the Queen every day. But it's just great, you know. It's it's, it's great. Um, their energy is just, and it's just just the way that they are. I mean, so I kind yeah. of want something that's kind of in between both because I've always been I've always been interested in uh, American comedy and American sort of you know walking dead for example is one of my favorite programs and say, he, yeah, that's I mean, a prime example
1: with, with the event of netflix now it's just opened up this whole new sort of genre of that real top end tv style series box sets you know this is all you know in the last five ten years that's just absolutely taken off it's bigger than i guess the, the sort of the movie industry and so many brits you see go over and actually end up in lead roles as americans very often mm-hmm. enough um yeah in those dramas so yeah i'd say there's loads of scope there
0: This is it. This is it. So, so that's going to be my next, my next move is uh, focusing on that, just doubling down on that because. I feel like I'm settled now not settled but I'm at a position now where I've been in London three years I'm kind of not comfortable because I don't believe in that terminology (laughs) Um, but I just think you get to that point where you feel okay you feel like you're at a level where you know okay I know what's coming in and stuff like that yeah time to push on now so and I think
1: you said early on about being consistent and I think that's Again, going alcohol-free gives you that consistency, doesn't it? You know every day you're going to turn up, you're going to look the part, you're going to have the energy to do the things that you need to do to make stuff happen. You're not going to get these massive peaks and troughs or weeks. Yeah. where You just you can't do anything, right? You want to curl up in a ball and hide away from the world. You know for a fact in two, three months' time you're still going to be on it. You know, And I think that's, oh, that- that's really empowering to yourself, isn't it? To know that oh. you can rely on yourself to turn up every day because that's half the battle.
0: Yeah. Oh, hundred percent, Andy. I mean, I also find genuinely more and more I've, I've realized the impact that it's had on me, non-alcoholism effectively, just chatting to people because I've never been a person to be able to remember dates or remember names or even quote people correctly. And it's unbelievable how much my brain has actually just changed Mm -hmm. in terms of just because I've just been able to you know, I don't know if it's a direct reason of non-alcoholism or non-alcoholism and the combination of being able to read and, and, you know, in concentrate, but my concentration levels have just gone through the roof. Like I just having a a conversation with people, it is, it's phenomenal because I just feel so in the moment, you know, like I remember times when I used to, you know, used to drink or whatever, or someone would try and have a conversation with me the day after. And it was like, they were talking to a fish. Like I just couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't speak. Do you know what I mean? I would yeah. in my head. I was just not there. I wasn't present in the moment. And and now I speak to people. I, you can almost see when someone's drunk now because you don't drink at all because yeah, you're so yeah. on it because your 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 mind's just so alert and you're so aware and you're like that, yeah. So and it's, that's fantastic. I mean, awesome.
1: Different level. It's like getting regaining sort of superpowers. And it sounds over the top, but it is. It's a bit yeah. like, uh, there's a good film for you, Limitless, with Bradley. Limitless? Who doesn't drink as yeah. well, by the way. um, and that's he, a great I film. did not know like that. No, he doesn't wow. drink. Which is, and again, for like a real, he's an A-list sort of Hollywood superstar. It's really refreshing. He's he's one of the people that we cite quite a lot as someone that doesn't drink. And, it, you know, he's had this fabulous career, looks the part, plays, you know, roles like The Hangover, for example, which is all about yeah, movies, right? But here he is not drinking. So I think... You know, the world needs more people like you and role models like you. And you know, I just wish you all the the best success. And um, where can we find out a bit more about you? I know on Instagram as well. What's your your tag? Just let everyone know, because you do great. great yeah, stuff,
0: sure. My Instagram handle is uh just Tommy velez So it's T-O-L-M-Y uh V-I-L-E-S.
1: Villes, right. That's how you pronounce it as well. That's good to know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It does carry the accent, but they tend to drop them in the in the English dictionary. That, you
1: got to, it's got to be, it sounds a bit movie star. It's like Andy Ramage. I like that. <laughs> Andy
0: um, Romage. Yes!
1: That's, right. <laughs> that's my movie star name. Fantastic. Good man. Tommy, it's an absolute pleasure having you on. You're a total role model superstar. I hope everyone um, follows you on Instagram. So I love what you do on Instagram. It's, it's really super cool. And I wish you all the best. And when, we're, when I'm in London next, which will be soon, we'll have a chat after this, but we'll catch up for a cheeky coffee
0: fantastic thank you Andy it's been a pleasure thank you for having me thanks Tommy thank you thanks for listening to the one year no beer podcast for a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself head on over to oneyearnobeer.com